The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Here is your host of Plant Profits, Bert Miller. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis with Protus Global, People Solutions Business, and I'm guest hosting for Bert Miller today. And my next guest, Mr. Paul Bato, brings nearly 20 years of analytics and data technology experience to the cannabis space. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, Vern. How are you? Man, I'm doing awesome. And and just preparing for this conversation and just really getting myself a little bit familiar with you, the first question that came to mind is why in the hell cannabis? <laughs> good question. <laughs> yeah, good question. I uh, Believe me, I, I thought twice uh, a couple of years ago when we started this about, uh, do I really want to post this on uh, LinkedIn after after having a, a pretty good career in tech. But really what was driving it was uh, kind of a personal experience and, and a passion that came out of that. So I had pretty catastrophic leg injury about three years ago. And I was in the hospital for over two weeks, five surgeries. I broke my leg in 17 places. And they were going to amputate, uh, which was um, made things pretty real. Uh, thankfully, they, were, they didn't have to do that. But when I came out of the hospital, I was on 48 milligrams of Dilaudid. And uh, I don't know, you know, a lot of people uh, are familiar, you know, with, uh, with opiates, but Dilaudid is an extremely powerful one. And that's two and a half times the clinical definition of opiate dependency. So this is day one out of the hospital. Seeing the news, you know, this is obviously something that's been going on for a while. People really getting uh, getting into big, big trouble here. I'm just the type of person that doesn't even take Advil. So I had heard you could get off of opiates and treat pain with mm-hmm. cannabis. And I set out to do that. Um, and it worked. And uh, it was at that point that I decided, you know what, this is this is real and this is really uh, uh, saving lives and people need to have better access. They need to be able to dose properly. You know, even, even today, there's no blueprint for exactly how to do what I did, right? But three years ago, it was even more nascent. And, um, you know, I realized that most consumers are not going to you know, pour through mountains of data like I did to figure out how to do this without hurting yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, you know, it was at that point that I decided we got to find a way to get people familiar with the product in their hand. Has it been tested properly? How do you dose this properly and, and work towards the outcome that you want, whether that's a recreational outcome or a medical outcome? There sh- we should be able to provide a path to people to find the right product, the products that are safe and tested properly, and then how to dose and titrate to that, to that ideal outcome. Wow. So this accident drove all this that turned in over some time to be lucid green. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a combination right. of my own experience. And then, um, you know, there, there's a there's a backstory here where my town and, and a bunch of people around my town actually helped get me home. I was I was out in Montana uh, and I needed to fly back home uh, and, and they kind of got a GoFundMe page together. It's an amazing, amazing story. But as a consequence, 
all of these people knew about what happened to me and, and they saw my kind of incredibly quick recovery and I was back in the gym four weeks later. So I was getting calls from all of these people now, hey, grandma doesn't want to take her back meds anymore. What should she take? Uh, I got a knee surgery coming up. What should I take? Uh, I got a, you know, a toothache. And, and it was like, okay, I'm going to start writing this stuff down. And it just kind of snowballed into, let's give, give a place that people can go. Oh, wait a second. You know, it's, it's different for every product and different for every person. And, you know, that's how these things tend to, to, to develop. I was trying to solve a uh, a problem for for individuals, and then it became a group of people, and then you know it is what it is now. For the audience, why don't you you explain a Lucid Green what it is? Sure, uh, Lucid drives trust and transparency. Uh, okay. We empower the consumer at the moment of truth with the knowledge they need to have the safest, most predictable, and most enjoyable experience on every package they buy, every product that they buy. And the important piece here is the moment of truth, right? We empower the consumer at the moment of truth. The moment of truth is kind of twofold. At the point of purchase, so which product is right for me? Um, and then at the point of consumption, how do I take this? What is this again? And, and how do I go about doing this to get the best experience, the experience I'm looking for? So that's really the, the, the motivation behind the whole platform is trust and transparency, giving the best brands an opportunity to showcase the fact that they are using quality ingredients, testing properly, carefully dosed and consistent, um, and then giving the consumer a way to uh, access that information, full test certain COA, uh, and then get dosage guidance and track their dose over time uh, and the outcome so that gradually they, they find their ideal dose on every single package. And every time you engage with that package again, it comes up with your prior experiences. Oh, okay, the first time I took six of these gummies, whoa, that was too much. The next time I took one, didn't quite touch my pain. And then you, you, you work your way to that ideal dose on every single package, always being able to refer back to that. So, you know, the way that we do this is, we incorporate unique Lucid IDs onto existing packaging. Um, so, you know, you take any, any cannabis packaging, we can integrate these Lucid IDs that allow somebody to simply point their cell phone camera at the package and access all of this information and all of this functionality. Um, we combine that with a combination of bud tender and consumer features that, um, that really put that brand's commitment to trust and transparency mm -hmm. on display and, uh, and build brand loyalty from purchase all the way to, to consumption for the consumer. Well, that's great. There's a big theme out there about consumers' interaction and trust of the industry, the products, the product offerings, et cetera. And, and, and so what you're talking about is, is a term that we call blockchain, right? Yep. yep. And that's, yeah, and uh, I think people have heard mixed messages about uh, the successful or not successful implementation of blockchains in other industries sure. or the slow to adopt uh, methodologies of blockchain in other industries. How has that affected what your mission is in the cannabis space? 
Yeah, so, you know, blockchain uh, to, to me and to us, it, it's very, very interesting and the, the capabilities are, are vast. Um, and I'd say that it, while at the consumer level, it's a little bit murky and, and people don't know exactly what it is. You know, they associate it with cryptocurrency almost automatically, um, mm. but it's very, very popular with big business, IBM and, and you know, these, these massive companies are putting it into play uh, in all kinds of areas in supply chain and, and uh, uh, you know, all across big industry. It just hasn't really been well understood at a consumer level. For us, the way that we look at blockchain is it's an opportunity to, um, to have an uh, think about it as more of like an operating system on your computer or on a server somewhere that manages data flow uh, and and does things in such a way that allows for um, confirmation that this is valid information and this information has not been modified somewhere along the way. So if you get a bad test result, Somebody can't just switch that up in the middle of this sequence of handoffs, right? Um, so blockchain has a lot of uh, uh, great potential for maintaining that trust and transparency, especially as data changes hands through three, four, five different parties. Um, mm -hmm. And as you probably know, in the cannabis industry, you know, you've got a grower, you've got a processor, you've got all these different stops along the way where that data can change hands, and perhaps even be changed in a way that doesn't suit the consumer for full transparency. So we chose um, to, to build this on a blockchain uh, backbone uh, so that we can surface some of these benefits. Um, it really doesn't touch the consumer level, right? So the consumer is not going to look at our app experience or, or any functionality for that matter and say, oh, this is blockchain. It, it, it's just like an operating system when you're using your computer you're not thinking, oh, this must have been built on Linux, right? Um, it, it, um, it's in the background, it's doing its yeah. job, and it's providing that functionality that we needed to deliver the right product. Um, and the, you know, the, the consumers just use it seamlessly and, and, and get a great experience. Uh, it just kind of sits in the background, it does its job. Absolutely. I get that, I understand that. Now, how are you adopting that to the to the cannabis industry uh, and is it being well received and where, where are the pressure points? Uh, it, it's absolutely uh, well received. I mean, the, um, especially now, right? I mean, we, we uh, started maybe about a year and a half ago getting into market, um, getting into market and, and interviewing and connecting with brands and dispensaries and saying, all right guys, here's what we've built. Uh, how do we turn it so that it fits perfectly with, with your business? The overwhelming response was, wow, we need this everywhere, right? Because mm -hmm. the growth of the industry is really coming from kind of curious, you know, people uh, who like me were trying to, to, to move off of other medicines or, you know, move off of other intoxicants for recreational uh, use um, or just curious, what can this do for me? How can this uh, maybe replace a few glasses of wine on the weekend uh, or, or what have you? So it's that can of curious that, that really they need guidance. They need to understand which products are right for them. And I think every brand and every dispensary saw that opportunity right away. In recent 
you know, weeks and months with this whole vape uh, issue, you know, it's really come to light that there has to be a way for consumers to know that, A, this is an authentic product, which is something that our integration provides. B, this has been tested properly and, and uh, uses quality ingredients, which is also something we provide. Uh, C, this is how much you should start with. If this is your first time, you're a beginner, start here. Uh, and, then, and then finally, for your personal dose, track you know, how much you took, how did it make you feel. And the next time you come back, refer back to that so that you dial in that experience and now you know. So, so I think brands know that, look, if we can get people on a path to having that really enjoyable and safe experience on their first try, they're going to stick with us, not only with the cannabis industry in general, but but with us and our brand, because we're giving them education, we're guiding them through this process, uh, and and that really builds super strong brand affinity. On the on the dispensary side, it's the same thing, right? You have okay. better trained bud tenders, you have happier customers. You know, the customer goes home, they have a great experience at the dispensary because the bud tender has been trained properly through our platform. Uh, they passed on this valuable information to the consumer. Consumers back at home alone about to take this and they scan that code and boom, there's all that information again. And what it feels like to the consumer is, geez, this, this dispensary is unbelievable. I'm, I'm home alone here and they're still with me, guiding me through this first, first experience. So um, Absolutely. it's been very, very well received. And, uh, and I think, you know, consumers were, we're really looking for a place that um, that they can refer to. You know, this isn't totally unique to the cannabis industry. You've got tools now that you can, you know, track your caloric intake. You can track all of the exercises that you do. You know, this kind of connected world that we live in. Um, people like this self-directed discovery of data, the ability to track net effects and things. So, you know, I think we're fitting into kind of a, uh, a logical evolution that, that people are adopting in other areas. And I think we turned it to a, a, a place where it's even more critical. Uh, you, you're not going to get into too much trouble um, if your organic lettuce, uh, you know, wasn't grown to your organic standards necessarily. Uh, but you could have a real mistake if you eat, you know, a hundred milligram chocolate bar on your first try uh, and have a bad experience as a consequence. No, you know what, Paul, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Uh, look, we're going to go to a break and we're going to come back. And I want to take you back to that conversation about uh, some of this negative things, the news that's happened on vape and, and really de dive into that a little bit when we come sure. back. We'll continue our, our discussion with Paul Botto with Lucid Green on the other side of this break. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com.
Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really One Toke Over the Line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. We're here with Paul... Bado, co-founder, president of Lucid Green. Real interesting discussion going on here. In our last segment, Paul uh, touched on uh, a topic that I really want to hit on a little bit. It's about some of the, the bad actors and some of the issues that are happening in the, in the, the vape crisis in the space. And, 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 Paul, I know that you just had a conversation and an interview with Forbes that talked to some of this and you know, you said that in this, that this is a problem of communication with consumers basically is is your point of view. Take us back to that and let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Look, I, you know, the, the, the vape crisis is, is real. um, And it's, it's challenging uh, for the industry and for regulators alike. Um, but, but I think that uh, uh, being able to deliver the right communication to consumers and to regulators is a key piece in solving this. Um, it seems, and, and it's not entirely clear yet exactly what's going on, but um, it seems that a lot, if not all of this issue is coming from black market product. Uh, and that's, you know, not my opinion. It's, it's kind of what is uh, appearing to, to come to the surface here. Uh, and we know that that is logical, right? The black market is not subject to the regulations that make uh, cannabis consumption safe for consumers that buy, you know, quality product in a in a normal dispensary. Um, so, so you know, I think a lot of this could be solved by allowing consumers access to information that says this is a properly regulated product. Sometimes you don't know. Uh, and you know, you get these through whatever channels, uh, you might acquire your vape through a friend of a friend of a friend as it, as it sometimes goes. And, um, it looks legit. It's in a, uh, uh, you know, a, 
a proper looking package uh, and, um, you know, looks like a quality vape. Uh, but maybe that was made on the black market. You never know what's in there. So giving somebody the, the ability to scan a code on that package that pops up and says, this is an authentic product. Uh, here are the ingredients. Here's the actual COA for that product. I mean, we could really cut through a lot of this, a lot of this clutter and a lot of this, um, uh, you know, kind of murkiness, is this real, is this not, has this been tested properly, just by surfacing that data. That data is there, and it will allow people to to differentiate between the stuff that, um, you know, kind of appears to be valid uh, and, and really isn't. Um, you know, and then, you know, perhaps there are, are vapes out there that, that are um, – uh, sold in, in dispensaries that are not using quality ingredients, not uh, testing uh, to, to proper standards. Although, you know, if things aren't tested to proper standards, they typically don't even make it to a dispensary. Uh, but, you know, on the ingredient side, just allowing somebody to see exactly what's in it, all of the ingredients, you know, does this contain vitamin E acetate? Um, which to my knowledge wasn't actually outlawed. Uh, and, and so, you know, a, a, a vape brand could have included that prior to this whole vape issue. Uh, so allowing somebody to see what's in the product, has it been prop properly tested? I, I, I think that that's a, that's a really easy path to, to solving this. Agreed. Agreed. Do you see, Paul, do you see that the, the federal government and, and regulate regulatory departments, do they have to be your partner in this mission? Well, I think they should be. I, I definitely yeah. uh, think they should be. And there's, um, there's a lot more momentum now, I think, now that we've got some scale in the industry where uh, sure. a large number of U.S. citizens are uh, partaking in, in cannabis consumption. I think you have a, a, a lot of momentum now at the government level, both state and federal, where they're trying to define uh, how to make this safer and how to regulate this a little bit more tightly. It's a young industry, right? And, you know, there was no, there were no guidelines really to, to follow here. You had to start, you know, where you think you need to start. And just like any business, the regulators needed to kind of test out some theories, see how they work, uh, and then improve upon them. So I think we're in that you know, one of those improvement phases right now. Um, we actually serve on a, um, on a roundtable, the National Cannabis Roundtable. Uh, uh, state and federal regulators participate along with um, large uh, and dispensaries talking mm -hmm. about this very issue. You know, they're trying to tackle the safe banking issue as well as cannabis safety for, for consumption. Uh, and you know that you've got you've got figures like John Boehner sitting on that on that council and chairing that council. Uh, so there's a lot of participation now that um, that I think is going to result in in a tighter, more coordinated effort. And they're talking about things that we're talking about now: making the packaging communicate better. What's in here? Is this real? Uh, is this you know made with quality ingredients? How do I take it? How do I dose? Um, and they're talking about those very things right now. Great. And I, it, there's some federal labeling things coming down here uh, soon, it appears. But were you consulted? Was your business consulted in, in this? Yes. Yeah. So like I said, we're, we're a part of uh, many of these 
many of these groups uh, and committees. And, um, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to participate as, as both, you know, concerned citizens uh, and, you know, parents and, um, and just, you know, wanting to make sure and ensure the safety of, of consumers, as well as technology experts, what can be done here. So we have a starting point with the technology that we've built. What else can we do to improve the safety of cannabis consumption and, and improve the viability of the industry at large? Uh, so, yeah, we're very much a part of those conversations and we're thrilled to be. Well, that's great. That's great. I, you know, the, the question that keeps coming to mind, to me, this is such a, a no-brainer for this particular industry because you get to start at the beginning, right? And uh, back in May, I wrote a blog called The Cannabis Business Needs Blockchain. And I saw this, and obviously you are already doing this really well. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't it, – it's not difficult to see – the necessity of, of the technology to do this. Yeah. Agreed. Who are you, yeah. Who are you selling it to? Tell me how you engage this and what entities are you engaging it with that are saying, okay, I want this. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to make this part of my supply chain. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question because you can see how it fits into many different discrete users, right? This would be beneficial to labs to be able to se disseminate their information better. This would be valuable to dispensaries, you know, to deliver a better consumer experience, educate bud tenders more effectively. However, the biggest gap for us when we set out to explore how to apply this uh, was at the brand level. And the challenge for brands is you're trying to build a brand, right? And as competition gets hotter and hotter in some of these more mature markets, there's a lot of brands out there and it, you know, it's really difficult to, to drive that, that brand affinity that you have in typical markets, right? Some people are Coke people. Some people are Pepsi people. How do you develop that brand recognition in cannabis when you don't have at your disposal a lot of the typical advertising mediums that all these, you know, other industries do. You can't advertise on national print TV, radio. You can't advertise on Google, Facebook, Instagram, and, and so forth, right? So for a CMO, you're sitting there going, I've got, you know, two hands and a, and a leg tied behind my back here. How am I supposed to do this? So, so what we tried to do is, okay, we need data from all of these other players, the labs and dispensaries and so forth. But how do we turn this into a brand tool? Something that a brand can use to, to build that brand, build affinity, build loyalty, train bud tenders, which is their most important salesperson. It doesn't work for them. Um, and so the way that we did this is the tools that we put into play to surface this trust and transparency are around brand building. So you can run campaigns to, to train bud tenders with incentives to learn how to deliver the safest, most predictable experience on every one of these brands' products, and in return for passing information measurably, i.e. getting the consumer to scan that code when they get home, the brand can give you a reward for that, right? So now the brand has a channel where they can train bud tenders efficiently. We deliver training right through the uh, Lucid Green platform. Uh, the bud tenders know, hey, you know, when I train, I'm privy to this incentive program. So now the brand has this really powerful incentive opportunity mm -hmm. that is predicated on something 
really important. It's not necessarily selling one product over another. It's that, look, we've taken the steps to enable our product to give a better experience for consumers. And we know that bud tenders are going to appreciate that and they're going to pass on that information. And we're willing to, to reward you for taking the time to train to deliver that safe and predictable experience and passing it on measurably. So if you think about this from a brand perspective, you know, now they have a bud tender that all else being equal, they look on the shelf. You know, if a customer's looking for an edible product, there are six options here. Mm-hmm. And that one with the code, I know that that one with the code is going to be a better consumer experience. They're going to have all the information they need to have the best possible uh, enjoyable experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm compelled to kind of reach for that one. Plus, I know how to sell it. I know how to talk about it. I've been trained properly. I've tested out on their yeah. training. So I'm super confident. Um, and, you know, I might get some benefit while I'm sleeping tonight that consumer scans and I get value right from the brand. I get, you know, some, some, some reward for doing all that hard work. The other component of that is at the level, you can also use this as a loyal brand. So when the consumer scans, not only does the vendor get some sort of reward, but you can enable consumer awards as well. So I'm a consumer, I scan, I get all this great information. And not only that, you know, I scan six times or eight times or 10 times and I get a free product out of it, right? So we're, we're allowing brands to track that and deliver loyalty rewards for consumers for engaging deeply with the brand. So where that comes back to to brand building is now the brand has their most important salesperson, not only um, selecting their product from a sea of other competitors, but positioning it properly according to the training, you know, giving that brand message appropriately. And then when the consumer gets home, they scan and boom, there's that exact same message again. And that's brand building, right? That repetition. Ah, that's right. This is the, this is the brand that does this. And this is the product that's going to make me feel like this. Um, and that kind of repetition over time is, is super powerful. Hey, I love Paul. I love how you're bringing that full circle into branding and the communication and interaction with the, the consumer. We're going to continue our discussion with Paul Botter. We're going to take a, a brief break. Paul is, is president and co-founder of Lucid Green. On the other side of this break, Paul, I want to get into business, competition, obstacles, and opportunity. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. 
Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Well, hey, we're back. Welcome back. Uh, We're here with Paul Bado, co-founder and president of Lucid Green. Paul, uh, this has been intriguing. Great conversation. Love your idea. I love what Lucid Green is is doing. It's going to make it safe. And it's, it's a taking big steps to being a viable industry by what you and your, your team is doing. Talk to me about competition. Who are you competitors now? Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, you know, there, um, I really don't think there are competitors doing all that we're doing, right? So there are some competitors out there that are, um, are serving the authentication side of things, right? Which is hugely okay. important. We do authentication as well, but... Most of those guys don't also deliver bud tender training, bud tender incentives, consumer loyalty, right? So there are also competitors, if you will, doing bud tender training in and of itself, right? But of course, we do authentication and we do consumer loyalty and all of those other pieces. So I think it's pretty interesting and and I really like seeing these other players in market. It speaks to the need, uh, the fact that we're doing some of the things that the, the industry really does need to have for us what this is about is a string of events that delivers a real result um, for us but tender training is a feature not a platform for us authentication is a feature not a platform and so on down the line and that training to give the safest and most enjoyable experience and being able to hand that off in a measurable way to the consumer with loyalty and incentives in place to ensure that that handoff happens um, and continues to happen over time, to us, that's the, that's the real answer here, to deliver this value at scale. Without those connections, you know, it just doesn't feel like it, it works as well uh, to us. Got it. Got it. Paul, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, look, you have an opportunity here. Uh, with all that you're doing in space, to leave us with a lasting thought. Uh, What would you like to leave us with? Look, I think every brand in the industry should empower the consumer at the moment of truth with the knowledge they need in order to have the safest, most predictable, and enjoyable experience with every product of yours that they buy. It seems obvious, uh, but... We are now giving, there just wasn't an opportunity for, it wasn't a technology in place in order to do it. There is now. 
Thank you, Paul. Paul Botto, president, co-founder of Lucid Green. Thank you for joining us today. You can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow Protus Global, a people solutions business, through our social network, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies and we're changing lives in the business at protusglobal.com. That's protusglobal.com. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.